More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, where you can get all the information you need to find out about golf lessons for me. I am back coaching again, teaching again at my new studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, and having a great time doing it. So uh, looking forward to helping some more people, and you can find out all the information about coming and taking a golf lesson from me at HaneyUniversity.com. You can also sign up for my free instructional videos that go out three times a week. So go there and do that, HaneyUniversity.com. All right, on the topic of instruction, today I want to talk about why people don't get better at golf. And I have a top 10 list of why people don't get better at golf. All right, you're going to listen to this. If you're one of these people who haven't gotten better at golf, haven't improved, One of these 10 things, or maybe all of these 10 things, are going to be on your list. And hopefully you're going to do something about it to try to improve. Because really the fun in the game is obviously hitting great shots. And one of the great things about the game of golf is is everybody can hit certain great shots. I mean, we're not going to hit 350-yard drives like Bryson DeChambeau. But we can all hit great shots. We can make great putts. We can chip it in. We can, or, you know, hole a shot from the fairway. I mean, it, it, it happens. No matter what level you play at, you hit some good shots. So you have to be more consistent. And you want your good shots to be better and your bad shots to be not quite so bad and more good shots and less bad shots. And that's how you, you improve at the game of golf. And the fun of the game is, to me, is hitting those better shots, playing better, shooting better scores, but also just having something to try to improve at. I mean, I love trying to improve at things. And sometimes you see people that, uh, you know, they act like they don't care 
whether they get get better. Now, that would be like one of the things that's on my list. I, I, don't, I don't have these in any uh, necessarily particular order, although my number one uh, point will will be, yes, the number one point. Okay, so I'm going to start off with my 10th point here and go backwards. All these are important, though. But some people don't get better because they don't try to get better. Uh, why don't they try to get better? They tell you that they're content with their game. They just like the exercise. They just like to play. They don't want to try to get better. I, I'm not sure who that person is, to be honest with you. I mean, I really don't know if that person is being honest with themselves or honest with you or me when they're saying that. I think a lot of people are fearful that maybe if they tried to get better and didn't get better, they, they couldn't uh, handle that mentally. And there's, there's something to be said for fear of failure. And one of the ways that you would fail if you were trying to get better is, is, is you didn't get better. Now, oftentimes that, that happens within somebody's time limit, but that's definitely one of the reasons why I think people don't try to get better. They, they, they don't want to put out the effort and then not get better and then have to look at themselves and say, I tried to get better and I couldn't get any better. So, so rather than do that, they just don't even try. There's another group of people that don't try to get better, I think, because they're they're lazy. I mean, they realize that, hey, this is going to take some effort. I'm going to actually have to listen. I'm going to have to practice. I'm going to have to show some patience. And and I think I think there's something to be said for that. So so that leads into the next point on my list. And and a lot of people just don't have the patience for improving, for listening. It, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. One of the things that I always reflect back on when I uh, think about listening is, is that I've often heard this, is that people only hear 10% of what you say. So as a, as a coach, as a teacher, I've always tried to repeat what I've, I've said at least 10 times. And I always think to myself, okay, if I repeat everything 10 times and they get 10% of what they say every time, Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get there and the message will get across. One of the biggest illusions with communication is, is that people think it's actually happened just because they say something. They say something and they think, oh, I've communicated my point. Well, you haven't communicated anything until the person you're talking to actually comprehends it. And, and so many times when I'm coaching, I realize when people do not have any earthly idea what I'm talking about. And I find a different way to explain it. I explain it again, again, and again, and try to chip away at whatever misunderstanding there, there is there. But it happens a lot. I had a, a student last week, and I was explaining to him about why his golf ball slices. Your club face is open relative to the path of the swing. And I had him on my launch monitor and my simulator and showing him all the numbers. And I, I explained it. And I, I said to uh, Rick Silverman, who was there with me, I said, Rick, I said, I, he's, he's, not, he's not getting it. And he said, no, he's, he's, not, he's not getting it. And I explained it again and explained it again and explained it again. And I said, you know what? I think he's, he's starting to 
get it a little bit more. But you have to have patience. My mother always told me, patience is your greatest virtue. If you don't have patience to improve, you're not going to improve. So, so this is, you know, when people ask during a lesson or before a lesson, how long do you think this is going to take? I, I mean, like, I have no, no earthly idea how long this is going to take. What difference does it make? Uh, all, all that matters is that you're on the right path, headed down the right road, in the right direction. And like, do you have to know exactly how long that road is? I mean, for me personally, I just let me know I'm on the right road, headed in the right direction. That's all I care about. Uh, you you can't predict when somebody's going to get something. You hope that they'd get it fast, but it doesn't always happen when you hope or wish that it 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 should or would. It just it just just doesn't work like that. So some people quit before they they get there. I mean, that's just that they don't have the patience to um, to let the process take place and to let them see the improvements that are inevitable if you're working on the right things. But sometimes it just doesn't happen with the patients. All right, number number eight on my, my list. And this could be number one on my list right here. Uh, but it's age. You know, one of the things about golf is it's a lifetime sport. And most people who play the most golf are generally a little bit older. They have more time. Uh, many times they're, they're retired and they have a lot of time and they play golf a lot. I mean, some people, you know, that are retired play golf every single day. That's what they do. Well, when you're older, it's inevitable that you, you get slower, you get stiffer, tighter, uh, your muscle strength uh, goes down. So you're you're past your prime. I mean, that's just that's just part of of, of aging. And like my good friend Charles Barkley says, he says, uh, "Father time is undefeated," and that's that's really the case. So so if you're an older golfer and you're staying the same with your game, let's say you're at, you know at a ten handicap and you you know you're you're 50-something years old or 60-something years old and you're a 10 handicap, and next year you're still a 10 handicap, really you've improved because your your body is declining. It just happens with age. Now, some people can curb that by uh, exercising more and working out more, but age definitely affects it. You see it on the PGA Tour. I mean, once players get to be a certain age, they can still do it. They can still win. Phil Mickelson won last year. But, you know, how many times are they going to be able to do it? There's a de- some decline in, in, in their game. And if you're staying the same and getting older, to me, you're really improving. So, But yet people don't view it like that because they think, well, my handicap's uh, you know, gone up in the last five years. Yeah, but now you're 65 years old and it's, you know, it, it's probably going to go up. Uh, and maybe it should have gone up even more than that if you hadn't improved. So age age definitely plays a factor in it. All right, the next point on my list is there are a lot of people that want to get better, that try to get better, that have a goal to get better, but they don't, get the right instruction. They just don't have good instruction. Now, there, there's this view that people have that, like, 
all golf professionals are the same. And I can tell you they're, they're not all the same. They're quite different. And when I, I hear people tell me, you know, Hank, I, I've, I've had a lot of golf lessons and I haven't improved. And I said, well, you haven't had a golf lesson from me. And you're, you're going to improve. Or you haven't had a lesson from a top, better known, better instructor. Because if you had had a lesson from one of those people, you would have improved. There's a lot of bad golf instruction out there. Now, I'm not calling out any any particular person. It just isn't. And and, and by the way, there's there's a they're all trying the best they can, but they could be uninformed. They could be inexperienced. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll use this example with with people. I say you take a, a busy golf instructor. He might give 500 lessons in a year, and let's say he's been doing it for I don't know 10 years. He's been teaching for 10 years. He's given 500 golf lessons a year. He's given 5,000 golf lessons. 5,000. I've given over 70,000 golf lessons in my career. You can't compare somebody that's given 5,000 lessons to somebody that's given 70,000 lessons. You can take lessons upon lessons upon lessons upon lessons from somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, and it doesn't equal one lesson from somebody that does. And, and by the way, somebody could, could know a lot about fixing a certain mistake, a certain swing, a certain way somebody does something, and not be very good at fixing how somebody else does something. You know, you might make a, a specific mistake, a, a specific fault in your swing, and it's really, really difficult for this one instructor to, to fix. I mean, over the years when I've had friends of mine who are instructors and they'd say, Hank, I'd love for you to work with this one guy I teach. Well, when they say that, they're not, they're not, they're not thinking about bringing me their best student. That's not their, their, their best, easiest student. They're not thinking about bringing them to me. When they say, I'd love for you to work with this one guy I teach, they're talking about a guy that has given them the most trouble. Maybe he's got the hardest mistake. Maybe he's got the biggest physical issues. Maybe he's got the biggest mental issues. Whatever he's got, he's, he's, he's got something that's given them problems, and that's why they'd like. So when they bring them to me, they're bringing me their hardest cases. And the reason being is, 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 is they think I could maybe help that person. A lot of times people are just, you know, instructors are in over their head when it comes to fixing certain students. It's just, it's just the fact. So that's a reason why people don't necessarily uh, get, get better. They don't, now, now, another reason that I have on my list is that, you know, sometimes people get too much information. They've just got, got too much information. They're, they're, they're all over the place. They're listening to this coach. They're listening to this coach. They're on YouTube all the time. They're looking in magazines. You know, it's try this, try this, try this, try this, try that. There's, there's no continuity what they're doing. They've got all kinds of information, and none of it really fits together. Because let's face it, there's different ways to do things. And a few bits and piece things together and take a little bit from this guy and a little bit from this guy, 
And this guy and that guy, uh, you know, think totally different about the golf swing. You know, that whole combination is probably going to get you nowhere. So sometimes, you know, people just get poor information. Sometimes people just maybe they have good information, but there's just too much of it. You can only do so much. You can only think about so many things during your swing. And, and when you overload the system, you know, that's going to prevent you from, from getting better. All right, I got more things on my list. Let me uh, tell you about my offer for Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains and you've got a, a body that's not letting you get better at golf, one thing you can do is try this incredible pain relief cream. Uh, and you can do it for free. Just go to voodoopainrelief.com. You've got the muscle soreness or joint pain, whatever is ailing you. Uh, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream will help you. It's phenomenal for arthritis pain. The testimonials are off the charts. Go online and look, voodoopainrelief.com, and you can try it for free. And uh, the reason I do it for free is because I know you're going to like it. I know it's going to help you. I know you're going to thank me. And then you're going to reorder because everybody does. That's pretty much what happens because everybody who tries this product gets great results. So uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. If, you ha- if you've heard me say this before and you haven't ordered it, make sure you do voodoopainrelief.com. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. 
and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I got a few more things on my on my list. Now, let's just, uh, I talked about maybe you, you got poor information. This is why you're not getting better. Uh, I talked about maybe you got too much information. That could be why you're not getting better. Some people aren't good at, at getting information. I mean, they're just, they're not, you know, used to, to learning. Uh, you can have a instructor that has a lot of good information. You've got to be able to get, those points across. I mean, it's one thing to have all this good information. And I talked about this a little bit when I talked about, you know, the uh, communication. You may have great information as a coach, but you've got to get people to do it. And I can't tell you how many times in my career I've had uh, coaches that have worked for me and they would say, Hank, would you look at this, this one student for me? And I'll look at the student and I'd say, well, you know, he just he needs to do this and this and this. He's doing a little bit of this. He needs to do a little of that. He needs to do a little bit of this. He needs to do a little bit of this. That's all he needs to do. And they say, well, that's that's what I'm telling him. Well, he's he's not doing it. So the question is, is how can you get somebody to do it? You have to be able to get your point across. And different coaches are are, are better at that than than others. I mean, they may have great information, but you got it's not going to do you any good if you can't get somebody to do it. And some students are just, you know, they're more difficult than others. I mean, I, I treat all students like they're the same. To me, they're just students. Every student says there are no easy students. There are no hard students. They're just students. But that's not really the case. I mean, there, there are some that are more difficult and, and different attitudes and different body types. And some people have, you know, coaches have a lot of trouble teaching a left-handed golfer because they don't do it very, very often. Whatever the case may be. Uh, but there's also students that are just, you know, they're not very good at learning. So you have to help them learn better. You have to help them understand better. You have to, you have to be more patient. You have to go a little bit slower. And, you know, not everybody is going to be the best student you've ever, you've ever had. I mean, it's just, just, it's just the, the facts and you got to get through all that. And that's, that's something that, you know, I mean, you could have great information, but you got to make that student be receptive to the information. So as a student, what you want to try to do is go in with the right attitude and listen as well as you can. You know, take notes, pay attention, ask questions. I, I, there's very few questions that people ask during lessons. I mean, they, they nod. They pretend like they understand. They don't ask very many questions. Pe- people are scared to ask questions. They think it makes them look stupid. Um, you know, it's a dumb question. It's not a dumb question. You know, you know, it's what they said in school. I remember when I was a kid growing up. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. So if you're not the greatest learner, 
uh, you gotta you gotta work on on trying to be you know better as a learner. And once you get the information, that brings brings me to my next point. I mean, you have to you have to practice. You have to have some some work ethic. I mean, you, you really do. Um, you know, you could have a lesson. You could get good information. If you don't practice in between, it's not going to do you any good. I mean, I have people sometimes that will say, hey, I want to take like a series of lessons. I say, okay, well, how many are you going to take? I say, I'm going to take like, you know, six lessons, maybe once a week for the next six weeks. I say, well, if we're going to take six lessons and we're going to do that in, in a year, let's take one every two months. Or why don't you take 12 lessons in a year? Take one a month. That, that should be fine. And practice in between. When people say they want to take six lessons and do it six in a row, you know, two, two a week for three weeks or whatever, they're waiting for the instructor to do it for them. You should have enough in a lesson that gives you plenty of practice for some period of time. And that should keep you busy. But some people just don't don't want to put in the time. They don't want to put in the effort. They don't practice. They just take a lesson. And they don't they don't practice what they've been taught. And and really that 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 gets them. So there's a certain amount of hours you're gonna to have to spend. I mean, if you want to get better, it's not just gonna be magical. You're gonna to have to practice at least a certain amount. And you got to have dedicated practice, which is my 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 next point. Uh, you got to you got to practice effectively. Now, I always tell people that divide your practice time like this: one third full swing, one third short game, one third putting, and divide those three areas up into thirds again. One, on the full swing, go one third with your tee balls, one third with your iron play or your approach shots, and then one third with your wedges. With your short game, one third pitching, one third sand, one third chipping. And with your putting, one-third short putts, one-third long putts, and one-third on the makeable range, which is, you know, say 8 to 10 to 15 feet, the makeable range. So that's how you divide your practice. You don't just want to only practice what you're good at. You want to practice everything. Uh, but you focus in, obviously, on, you know, putting out the biggest fire. What's your big miss? What's your, what's your bad shot? When you practice, put out the biggest fire. Now, you'd like to, to do fire prevention, which is practicing everything, but, you know, you, you have to do firefighting, too. When you've got a fire that breaks out, you've got you to put it out. I mean, you start shanking, you better get, get rid of that shank. You, you know, all, all things else have to put on the back burner because you're not, you're not going to get better if, if you don't do that. So that's how you, you practice, uh, you know, correctly. And with a with a you know a specific goal in mind. All right, here's another one for you. Equipment. Believe it or not, one of the reasons that people don't get better is because their equipment is so bad. Right? I mean, I see this so often. And this is the first thing that I look at. I always try to help people, you know, let me get get you a, a set of clubs that you can actually hit. Something, you know, like the biggest problem that people have is if the clubs don't fit them correctly, which, you know, every golf club is made for the average height individual with the average length arms. And if you don't fit into that average, if you're taller or shorter, your arms are longer or shorter, you might have clubs that just don't fit you. And if they don't fit you, you can't stand up to the ball correctly. And if you can't stand up the ball correctly, then you for sure can't make a, a, a decent golf swing. That's a big thing, making sure your clubs are fit for you. 
properly. You can get better when your clubs are custom fit for you and, and meaning that you're going to optimize your swing with the equipment that you have that can make a, a, a difference. But at least be in the ball game and have a chance by having clubs that fit you. Now, the biggest thing that I see, and I've talked about this many times, is that people have a driver that doesn't fit them. And if that's the case, and most people most people slice, I mean, that's just the way it is. They slice the ball, and 90% of the people slice the ball. And I always say, you know, if you <laughs> were going on a road to good golf, nowhere on that road is there a slice. You can go from slicing to hooking to good golf. You cannot go from slicing to good golf. But I see so many people whose driver is just not right for them. Not enough loft. That's number one thing. Uh, they slice and hit it high, so they buy a, lo- a, a driver with less loft, a lower lofted driver, and then they slice it worse. And there's no chance to fix that slice because if you fix the slice, you you got to square the club face. And if you square the club face relative to the path of the swing, next thing you know, they're going to be hitting hitting the ball head high, and that's not going to work. So they have to open the face to get the ball in the air. When they open the face, then they slice. Now, it's just the opposite of what a lot of people do. A lot of people who slice buy a driver with less loft. I would always tell people to buy a driver with more loft. People say, whoa, 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 I'm already hitting it too high. I I understand, but you're not going to hit it too high when you don't slice, and I'm going to fix your slice, and I can't fix your slice if you're hitting the ball head high. Head high and slicing is unfixable. So you have to get the ball in the air first, then you can fix the slice. So equipment makes a difference. It really, really does. All right. The most important thing is is on my list. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get to this when we uh, when we come back. Go to HaneyUniversity.com to if you want to improve your golf game. One way to get started is getting some information that I might put out there that is uh, gonna help you because it definitely will help you if I put it out there. And I, I send out my videos three times a week. You can sign up for free at HaneyUniversity.com. So go there and check it out right after you get done listening to this podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the last thing on my list... This is why people don't get better. They have no plan. They have no plan to get better. One of my good friends, Herm Edwards, the football coach at Arizona State University, always said this great statement. He said, a goal without a plan is nothing but a dream. Most people that play golf have a dream to get better at golf but they have no plan. A plan is a step-by-step roadmap that takes you from where you are to where you could possibly be. And without a plan, you have no chance. People have all kinds of bits and pieces. They've got a collection of tips that they've uh, collected over the years in their mind, but they don't have a plan. You have to have a plan if you're going to get better. And that plan should be dictated by three things. Three big keys to golf. Eliminating penalty strokes, eliminating two chips, and eliminating three putts. I've talked about that many times. The first thing you have to do is fix your big miss. Your plan has to fix your big miss. What is your bad shot, your worst shot. Fix that first and then move on to the next shot. So all your research, all your lessons, all your studying, all your practice dedicated to fixing your big miss. Fix your big miss, your worst shot. And once you fix that, go on to the next one and the next one and so on and so forth. And when you do that, you will get better at golf. Follow those things and you'll get better at golf. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Remember, HaneyUniversity.com to sign up for my instructional videos and VoodooPainRelief.com to get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Haney Podcast.
The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.